0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be starting Pasha's Vayera and we're going to be doing Vayera Rishon. Our Aliyah is um, on the topic of the guests and the message. It is for 14 Sukhim Lon Rang from Perik Yudches, Pasuk Aleph to Yudaled. The parsha as a whole, Vayera, is one hundred and forty-seven Psukim long. Let's take a look at a basic summary of the Aliyah and then we're going to move straight into some questions and points to ponder. So we hear that Avram Avinu is sitting in Elon E Mamre, the area of Hebron, and he is and Hashem appears to him as he's sitting there in the heat of the day. He lifts up his eyes, he sees that there are three people approaching him, they're standing, they're waiting off um, um, on the edge and he goes and he runs to greet them and he bows and prostrates himself to the ground. And he says, And we'll see in a moment what that means. um, Please don't leave me addressing this master. And he then says, let, let me give you a little bit of water, you'll stay under my tree. I'm going to give you some food to eat, please, this is the perfect time. And so they agree, and, and uh, Avram goes and he runs back to the tent, and he tells Sarah to start making the cakes, and he goes to the, he runs to the cattle shed, and he gets the, a, a young calf, and he gets ready, and he starts preparing, preparing butter and milk and all these, all these things that are happening while he's preparing to host. And they sit down and they eat. Um, as they're eating, one of them one, they, they say to her, they say ask where is Sarah your wife? And he says she's in the tent and they and this, this individual one of these um, individuals say, There's gonna be a child for Sarah in a year's time. From now, Sarah hears this because she's just behind the flap of the tent, which is behind this, uh, this individual. And um, at this point in time, Sarah, Sarah laughs. She realizes how old she is. She realizes how old Avraham is. And she laughs internally, um, at which point ah- ah- Hashem interrupts the discussion to, to ask Avraham, why is it that Sarah is laughing? Because because ha- Baruch Hu can do everything. Nothing is hidden from Hashem. It, in fact, there will be a son to Sarah in a year's time. This is the end of the Aliyah. A few basic points to ponder. Number one is just looking at the name of the parish is a very important thing. Always and specifically over here, you'll notice the word of the parish is Vayera Hashem appeared. Uh, actually the root um as the idea of appearing appears no less than or seeing appears no less than 15 times in our parish. And it appears uh, in the form of fear as Yira another five times. It seems to be very much what's called a Mila Mancha, which is a, a, a foundational word in the text of our parsha. It's worth contrasting it to one of the last expressions of it in the parsha, where Avraham has the of creating or finding the place um, of Har Hashem Yera, the mountain where Hashem will appear. That's Har because of the episode of the Akeda. It's worth contrasting that to the beginning of the parsha, although it's the same letters, Vayero and Yei in fact it actually means something quite different here at the beginning Hashem is the active agent appearing to Avram who is passive waiting whereas at the end of the Barasha Avram's actions catalyze Hashem's appearance. So perhaps part of the journey the parasha is trying to describe is the journey between the vowelizations, Being a passive recipient of Hashem's presence and being the active welcome of Hashem's presence is the journey Avraham is about to face in this parasha. Worthwhile understanding and seeing what happens in between to get to that point. Another question. Who are these visitors who are who are coming to Abraham? So Rashi explains as all Mufarashim do that this is these are three angels. Why three angels? Rashi explains that no single angel can perform two tasks. They have a specific mission and therefore there are three for three reasons. One is to give the message to Sarah about a child. The next one is to do, to destroy Saddam and the third one is to heal Abraham. Rashi then comments that the one who's going to heal Abraham it then turns into the one who's going to carry on give to, to save Lot ultimately. So the one who gives the message for Sarah is going to disappear, and the remaining two are going to continue on to Sodom. But didn't Rashi just tell us that an angel cannot do two jobs, so how can the one that heals Avraham be the one to save Lot? So it seems that healing and and saving seem fall into the same category and is, is a mission which can be shared and continued. That's what seems to be evident from this Rashi. Now, basic question, can human beings see Angels. Most of them for assume, yes, most of them for assume that the angels in some degree were able to conform to the normalities of this world so that the physical eye could see some sort of physical form even though they themselves were not actually eating. However, there are a small class of the Rambam um, as as most famously known by the Rambam. The Rambam in Mare in Chelek Beis, Perik Mem Beis, tells us that actually this entire section in the parasha was all a prophecy. It never actually occurred. Avram was not serving guests. There was no meal that was made. There was no conversation to be had. Sarah didn't laugh in this way. This was all a prophecy. The reason the Rambam uh, assumes this is because the Rambam understands that a angel is a purely spiritual being and a purely spiritual being cannot be perceived by a physical being. And that's why the Rambam in understanding what Olam Haba, the world to come is, understands that it will not be part of the body. The body will not have a place in that because it cannot perceive physical spirituality with its physicality still attached. The Ramban asks many questions on the Rambam's position. few, uh, As an example, he says, So if that's true, why do we need all the details in this dream? Why do we need to know the recipe of the meal they had in the dream? That's not relevant. And also, later on, it means to say that Lot also had a dream with the angels. But then, why was it that the people the people Saddam, they didn't really surround the house then? It was really just he's dreaming about them surrounding the house, which is not really much of a reflection on their evil. And as another example, the Ramban asks, is the Rambam later on says that Yaakov Avinu's fight with the Malach in Pasha's Vaishlach was also a dream because how could a human being have a struggle with an angel, a spiritual specter? So the Ramban asks, in a similar ilk, why is it that Yaakov was limping at the end of the night if it really wasn't a physical experience? So Ramban understands that the Malach, a piece of Malach, is a degree of expression of the divine to a human being and that is possible, like a Navi like a prophet, can also experience the divine. Similarly, a human being can also experience a conversation, a, a apparition of a malach, in the context where the malach conforms to certain physical requirements in this world. Another question. Who was Avram talking about to? This is a very important question. In part of Gimel, he says, He says, <speaking in Hebrew> My master, if I found faith in your eyes, please don't leave me. Who is he speaking to? Rashi says two possibilities. One is he's speaking to the leader of this group. So that's what's called Adonai Chol. It's referring to the master of these three guests, and he says to him, please don't pass by, stay with me. However, Rashi does raise the possibility that this is Ad Hashem, this is a name which is Kodesh, it's actually referring to Hashem. Hashem was there being Mevaker Chola, Hashem was visiting him. So he in a sense put Hashem on hold to go visit, welcome in. The the guests, which is interesting. So Rashi quotes the Gemara in Chazal, which tells us that it is better to it is greater to receive guests than to even speak to the Shechina, to the Divine Presence, because Avram puts the Divine Presence on hold to welcome in these guests. If one thinks about it a little more different, uh, 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 differently, Sivan Rachav Meir made a very beautiful point um, a, a, a few years ago, where she says she made the, the interesting point is that perhaps what's being said here is that Avram is saying, I'm about to stop speaking to you directly in a dialogue, but I'm supposed to, I'm going to start representing you. I'm going to now turn my mundane life into an act of mitzvah, into an act of spirituality. Hashem, please don't leave me as I continue to exemplify you. As I do what it is that you want me to be doing in the world, don't leave me as I express that. That's what's being said to, the, to Hashem, which is a very profound way of looking at our lives if we so let ourselves be the platform, be the vehicle for such conversation. Now the question is, who is the Naar that he is addressing? He tells that the, to this Naar to start preparing some of the food. So Rashi says this refers to Yishmael. He's being He he's educating him. It is interesting to note that one of the prime characteristics of the Arab world, which is the outcome of Yishmael, is hospitality. If you go to a Bedouin, the, the Bedouins, you can visit them in Israel today. And hospitality is one of the prime characteristics. Guests will ta- be taken in for the first month. without any questions being asked, hospitality It comes from here. And um, finally, why was it that Sarah was laughing? Why was this worse than Avraham laughing at the end of last week's parasha that she has to get reprimanded? Many answers, but one fascinating one is that of the Meshachachmah, Rav Mea Simcha He points out that when Avraham heard the prophecy, he heard it directly from the Ribbon Shalom, directly from the Master of the Universe. At that point in time, it was still in the, the we'll call it celestial worlds. It was still an idea. And therefore, if it's still an idea, the children may sin and not deserve it by the time it comes a reality. However, when Sarah heard it, she already heard it from a Malach, she heard it from an a, a angel, which was a lower level of expression, which you may think therefore is less meaningful, but actually it's more meaningful because the idea, the prophecy has crystallized further into this world to the point that it can't be retracted. So she should have realized at this point in time that it was much more real than even when Avram heard it, which is why perhaps her laughing, her, her, her astonishment, was perhaps more of a concern um, or, or more of a problem than it was when Avram when he heard it in the earlier stages of idea. With this, we close the first aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.